0: Oh, man, y'all, it's special. It's special to get to spend time together. and special to get to think uh, internationally together. And it's special just as we anticipate next week, the anticipation that we know as Advent, the anticipation of Jesus. And uh, and so I just, I thank y'all. You know, there's a tradition that we have um, in my family that's on birthdays. And uh, you guys probably all have your own traditions, but we've got a tradition in our home. And I'm actually going to grab this mic again here. Um, Whenever it's anybody's birthday in my family, um, my mom and dad will call. And uh, it's kind of fun. So it doesn't matter who it is in our immediate family or extended family, whatever the case may be, um, my mom and dad will call, and we intentionally don't answer the phone when they call. The reason we intentionally don't answer the phone is because we want them to leave a message. And the reason we want them to leave a message is we know that they're going to sing happy birthday over the phone. And when they sing happy birthday, it's not just happy birthday. They're singing happy birthday harmony and everything. Like, it's the most beautiful thing. And so, so we intentionally reject their phone call so that we can do it. And we all know, oh, it's grandma granddad. It's like, don't answer it. You know, and so it's like, anyway, so we, we don't answer, but let me just, let me just, so this was one that was a couple years ago, whenever they called Rachel and wished her a happy birthday. Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday Rachel, happy birthday to you. Oh, is that not just warm your soul? I mean, it's, the best thing was is that I, I, I sent a text out to the family, and I was like, hey, does anybody have any recordings of Graham and Granddad? And they were like, how many do you want? We have like years worth stored on our phone. They were like, I got like the last seven years of my life stored on my phone here, and uh, it was awesome. But yeah, we save them because it's special. And it's awesome, I don't know, there may be voicemails that you have on your phone that are still saved. It may be because it's something really special from a loved one that you get to talk to and it just just reminds you of a really special time of life, whatever the case may be. It may be that you also have a voicemail saved on your phone because the person is no longer here. And you get to play that voicemail and hear their voice when you can't talk to them anymore today. And uh, you know, we've got a practice in the church that's similar. You know, obviously, this was something that was set before cell phones exist, but we have what's known as the Lord's Supper. This is a time that we remember Jesus and what Jesus did in our lives, and there's this this time where we we celebrate all together who Jesus is, and we get to remember him, even though, you know, talking to Jesus, yeah, we can talk to Jesus every single day of our lives. There's no doubt about it. We have access to him 24-7, It's also important, though, that as we do this Eucharist, the Last Supper, the Lord's Supper, communion, lots of words that we utilize for it, you know, but as we celebrate this and as we remember, we're remembering the person of Jesus, and it's similar uh, to what what we're talking about as far as like the voicemail thing goes. You know, tonight we're finishing up. This portion of the series is called Family Dinner. We've been been talking about the family dinner uh, and how uh, food is designed to be a spiritual experience. I know some of you are like, hallelujah, food was a spiritual experience for me this last week. Cherry pie, can I get an amen on that, right? You know, I mean, uh, pecan pie, you know, lemon meringue pie. You call it calf slobber on top? Is that what you call it? I know, that sounds terrible, doesn't it? It's a meringue. But, like, my parents, like, they taught me it's calf slobber. I'm like, I've had a calf at my house now, and I don't want any part of that slobber on my my pie. But anyway, anyway, I digress uh, on that there. But this is, you know, it's a spiritual experience. You know, just as food sustains our life, Jesus, excuse me, just as food sustains our bodies, Jesus sustains our life. That's what we learned week one. There's a sustenance that comes, and we're to seek first the Lord and his righteousness, first and foremost. Um, And and whenever we have those hunger pains that show up in our our lives, there's a a gratitude that comes. And also, we learned that there was a biblical practice that we actually thank the Lord after the meal, uh, because there's sometimes when we're full and sometimes when we feel satisfied, we don't seek the Lord. And it's really important in those moments when things are smooth that we seek the Lord just as whenever there's a longing in our lives. And so we, we talked about that. Um, then we feasted on the Word of God. We talked about the spiritual aspect of feasting on the Word of God and how when Jesus says things like, I have food that you know nothing about, there's a way that we can connect with that. We have the Word of God in our lives and we get to celebrate with full bellies. And consequently, when we open our homes and we invite people into our homes, and we do our best to to have really special hospitality, we want to make sure that our tables, when we're actually feasting on food, we want to make sure that our tables are pointing to his table and that God invites us to come to him and to be well fed. Yeah, so there's the physical food. There's our spiritual food. And then this last Sunday, we went all ironical on this thing. And uh, we ironically, on a week that we planned to fill our stomachs to the brim, we talked about fasting. And we talked about going without and creating room for God to work because fasting reminds us yet again of our need for God. We need God to sustain us. So the question is, how'd it go? I know I've talked to several of you, and some of y'all are still fasting. You're still on your partial fast. Where you fasted social media, or you fasted, you know, um, the the um, uh, you fasted Facebook or you know Instagram or, or whatever the case may be. Some of you have done some financial fasting, where you've limited some of your spending during this season, so that you're focusing on and creating room for the Lord, whether it be gift to Jesus or whether it be just your personal finances, where you're saying, Lord, I want to prioritize these to you. Then there's then there are some of you that this last week you did fast a whole fast um, where you were where you were going without food and you broke your fast on Thursday with your family and uh, so I hope I hope that whatever you chose to go without it was a really sweet time it was a sweet time filling your lives with the Lord in the areas that you made room um, and, and and allowed God to to remind you of your need for him so tonight we finish up the series. We finish up the family dinner uh, series being encouraged to remember Jesus often. Everything we've been doing for the last several weeks are pointing to tonight. It's pointing to tonight where we are reminded, where we get reminded whether we're going without, we get reminded whether we are just feasting on, we get reminded from a physical standpoint, from a spiritual standpoint, to where everything we see through spiritual eyes. And there's an application point to where we are remembering what Jesus did for us, the way Jesus has called us into uh, living a life that is connected with him forever and ever. And we find ourselves in a space of gratitude and um, and excitement over what God is doing in our lives. And so tonight, we remember Jesus' sacrifice as we share in the Lord's Supper uh, itself. Tonight we'll be in Luke chapter 22 and we'll be for, uh, verses 14 through 20. So go ahead and, and get there. A little background while we're getting there. This Um, Lord's Supper, as we're calling it tonight, also goes by several other names, of course, but it it is to commemorate a really important supper that we know as the Last Supper. There was a time in Israel's history where um, there was a sacrifice of tons and tons of lambs. They were sacrificed in a way to where they they could paint the blood of the lamb over the doorframe of their house. And as they painted the blood of the lamb on the doorframe of their house, what it did was when the angel of death came by, the, the, the angel of death would pass over their house and they would leave their family untouched. This was in an effort to deliver the people of Israel from the land of Egypt in slavery. And so as the the, the death angel would pass over to commemorate that time and the... the um, being set free from captivity and uh, and slavery, they celebrated a meal called the Passover. Well, it was that same time of the year and that same time of the month that the disciples were together with Jesus and they partook of the Passover meal. This is the meal known as the Last Supper because what was going to eventually happen was just as the lambs were sacrificed, Jesus, the Lamb of God, was going to be sacrificed for you and me. And so this was the last supper that Jesus ate in this way, the Passover meal, um, that we now celebrate known as the Last Supper or the Lord's Supper today because of the blood of the lamb that was spilled so that the angel of death would pass over our lives. And so rather than receiving death for the consequence of our sins, we receive forgiveness because of the lamb of God. And so we have this meal. And it's known as the Lord's Supper uh, or communion or the Eucharist uh, that we we get to remember uh, this special time that it spans thousands of years. And so tonight, Luke chapter 22, verses 14 through 20. When the hour came, Jesus and his apostles reclined at the table and he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of God. And after taking the cup, he gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, he gave thanks, and he broke it. And he gave it to them, saying, This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. James Arcady, he wrote in an article in Christianity Today, he said, In the incarnation, we see the links that God went to be with us, so far that he became one of us. Likewise, in the Lord's Supper, we see a God who continues to be present in our midst. By viewing the Eucharist through the lens of the incarnation, the Word made flesh, and the flesh made bread— both attest to the reality that God is indeed with us. And that's what this is all about. That's what the Lord's Supper is all about. We are to dwell on what Christ did for us by being with us. To appreciate and to acknowledge his presence then and to acknowledge his presence now. Now, one thing it's easy to do is when we go through communion, uh, when we go through the Lord's Supper, it's easy to go through the motions. It's easy to get so excited about just getting the bread. Am I right, kiddos? You just want to be, you just want the bread. I know some of you are like, no, that bread's not as good as what I thought it was. Uh, uh, and so it doesn't have quite the flavor to it uh, that you thought. But, but you remember whenever you were not a Christ follower and you were really wanting to partake of the, of the Lord's Supper and the plate passed by and you didn't partake. You really wanted it. You remember those days? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's, a, it's a hard thing, but as time goes on, the question is, is it that special where you long for to remember Jesus and what he did for us, and you remember regularly? Is, it, is, that, is that still? Because it's easy to go through the motions and it not really be meaningful. it be just another thing that you do, just another churchy thing that we do when we gather together. It's important that we not let it be that. It's important that we really focus, we, um, we concentrate on who Jesus is, and we concentrate on what Christ did for our lives when we partake. Now, one way, you know, to interpret Scripture, one way to study Scripture, is to place yourself in the biblical storyline. It's important to do this. Now, here's one way that we can do that. So we're going to help with it. So some culture here. This here is the painting of a, the Last Supper by Leonardo uh, DiCaprio. <laughs> Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah, and so, so here's, the, here's the Last Supper. It's got the names of the, of the, the suspects that were there that night. And, uh, and so you can kind of read through there. You may not be able to read those. Um, I'm not sure if you can or not, but you can can see the different people that were there. This is a famous painting. This is the painting of the Last Supper. And the story behind this painting goes uh, that da Vinci, he actually used human models that as he studied the scripture, he went out and looked for people that in his artistic expression captured the essence of the person that he would paint in 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 the painting, one of which is Judas. Uh, This is the one that Judas betrayed Jesus. And so the way the story goes is that uh, da Vinci went to a local prison. And he went to the prison and the area where the prisoners were on death row. And he went there specifically looking for who would portray Judas. And he found one. And as he came across this particular person... Uh, he had carried out numerous crimes. He was going to be executed. He was, um, his face was malicious. Um, it, it was a villainous face. Um, and in his eyes, he had a hardness and he had this just um, yuck ideal about him. And, uh, and so here was, here was Judas. And so he painted this image of Judas on The picture. So here's a little clearer picture of Judas, um, and it's one that we can perhaps identify with. You know, we can insert ourselves into the biblical story because, as you see Judas there on the far left, um, maybe you find yourself because if you see his right hand, he's he's clutching something. It may be a napkin. You may see a money bag because one of the things that Judas struggled with was money. He struggled with this um, vice to love money more than he loved Jesus. And uh, perhaps maybe as Judas robbed God and betrayed Jesus, maybe you find that in your life you've robbed God. You've robbed God and you know that it's sin in your life and you know that the penalty is death, but because of the Jesus and Christ's death, he's paid your sin debt and you get a do-over. You get a do-over, and you get to live because of Jesus. What a perfect application of taking the cup, taking the bread, and remembering Jesus often. Or maybe Thomas is your man. He's the one kind of in the back with his finger up like this. He's known as Doubting Thomas. Maybe you find yourself where you can relate to Thomas because the doubting in your faith is something that you wrestle with on a regular basis and you're just trying to figure out who is Jesus really? Is it too good to be true? And you find yourself there. Or maybe you're John. John's the one kind of leaning over away from Jesus with this little angelic face. You want to know why? All right, it's because John is sitting there and maybe you're like John and you're like, I've done everything I can to be near to Jesus, to follow after Jesus' ways, to do the things that I read in Scripture, and I'm still scratching my head as to why hard things still come my way because of my faith in Jesus. And you're wrestling through this. What a great way to partake of communion tonight in a way that you're able to insert yourself into the story. Obviously, there's other characters in the story, and you perhaps have heard those You've been here for any length of time, you've heard the stories, you know, but these are just three. Maybe you recognize this evening that when you look at that whole table, Carl, do you mind putting it back on the the full table where we see the full thing? Maybe you look at this table and you think, I wouldn't even be at that table because you've never trusted Jesus. You've never asked Jesus into your heart, and you recognize tonight that you're not a part of the table. And don't let tonight go. Don't let tonight go and not trust Jesus as your Savior and Lord because you are invited to the table. The question is, do you have a seat at the table? Have you trusted Christ as your Savior and Lord? Don't wait any longer. So tonight, as we partake of Holy Communion, the Eucharist, the Last Supper, the Lord's Supper, we're gonna remember Jesus. We remember Jesus. Jesus. So elders, would you please come and prepare the table? You know, each time that we partake of Holy Communion, it's important that you take a moment and you evaluate life. What's going on in your life? Is there somebody in this room that you have something against? It's important that you clear those things prior to partaking Of communion, Is there grievous sin in your life where you realize and you recognize you are consciously choosing to go against God's plan in your life? Um, This is the time where you need to make sure that you evaluate your heart beforehand. Because scripture tells us, if we eat and drink with an impure heart, we are eating and drinking condemnation on ourselves. And so it's important that you take a moment and spend some time with the Lord and clear your heart. And so as we pass out the elements here in just a few moments, If you would just take that time to just uh, contemplate, think through, and do any work that you need to do. If you need to go across the room and speak with somebody, go across the room and speak with somebody um, to make things right uh, before we partake uh, this evening. And so um, uh, let's pray together. Father, we love you and we praise your name tonight. We praise your name for this moment where we get to remember you, where we remember the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus, where he went from death to life, and consequently, we get to go from death to life. Lord, we remember the Passover meal that Jesus partook with his disciples, where it set forward a practice for all eternity until Christ returns again, that the church, we would partake of holy communion together. Lord, I pray that tonight, as we remember Jesus, Lord, we will remember the sweet aroma of the sacrifice that he made, the tragic, horrible sacrifice that he made to where we can have relationship with you. Father, we love you and we praise your name. and We pray this through the name of Jesus. Amen.